Being a dad is the most important role a man will ever have. You might be a father to your own children. You might be a father to children that are not biologically yours. You might be a father figure for children without a father. But no matter what you are, you are the earthly father they look up to. Hello, I'm Adam, and this is the Dad, God, and Donuts podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm so glad you chose to join me here on the podcast. I'm excited for a new year. New years always make us think in terms of new beginnings. And a lot of people start the new year by creating resolutions. I'm not a super fan of resolutions because a lot of times resolutions always seem to be broken. Think about all the gym memberships that start in January. And by February, you're just paying a tax to the gym. So I want to do something a little different with today's podcast. I want us to look into 2022, look into the new year, but I want us to set goals that will help us be better dads, not resolutions. I want to set goals. Goals are specific. Goals show us exactly what we're going to do. We're not going to create broad goals. We're going to be specific. There's a lot we can do always to grow and continue in our relationship with our kids, with our families, with Christ. But today I want us to just choose six specific things to look at for this year. Now, they are going to be Christ-centric. Obviously, the podcast is called Dad, Gods, and Donuts. So we are going to, it is going to be focused with God in mind. But everything we do for our kids and with our kids should be with him in, in mind. In the notes of the podcast, you'll see a link to a PDF or a Word file for setting goals. You don't need it, but if it helps you to organize your thoughts better, feel free to download it. You might have to cut and paste it into your browser to get the, the file to print off, download. You could have it on your phone however you choose to read to use it. You don't need to use it. You could just jot things down on a piece of paper. It doesn't really matter. But what I want you to do is you will notice that the paper has two sides. And I wanted to make two lists of the same thing. So you can put them in different places so your mind can think and be focused on those goals you set. You might set it where you read your Bible, where you read your devotionals. You might put one by your bed. You might keep one in your car. You might keep one in the front of your most important business folder. So every time you open it up, you see it there. You decide where a good location to put these goals for the year so to become the best dad you possibly can be, will be. But before we jump into setting goals for the year, I want you to reflect on how awesome you are. I want you to think of one thing you do great as a father. Now, if you want to do multiple things, by all means do so. But on the back of the paper, I want you to write one of your strengths as a father. It could be that you go with your kids to church. It could be that you attend every soccer game your child has. It could be you play catch in the backyard. It could be family game night. Anything you, you do, it doesn't have to be specific I go and I go through the Bible and quote every verse to my child and we memorize the That doesn't have to be that specific at this point. We're talking about what do we do good at? I want to start with the strength. I don't want us this episode to be you thinking, man, I stink at this. I'm a terrible dad. You are not a terrible dad. You are a great dad. You want to be a better dad. That's why you're listening. That's why we're here. Myself, I am 
not the best dad. I goof on a regular basis. I apologize to my kids. And they always go, it's okay, dad. I say, yes, thank you for saying that's not okay, but my goal is to be a better dad for you. So the goal of this is not for you to feel beaten down. The goal of this is not for you to think about how terrible you are at things. It's to think, how can we grow? We can sit and wallow in mistakes we make, or we can take those mistakes and we can grow with them. So this, what we're doing today can be used by anybody. You don't necessarily have to be a a brand new dad. You could be a seasoned dad because no matter where you are, you can always grow as as a father. So we're just going to jump right into it. There are six goal areas that I want us to focus on during during this episode. And I'm the first area that we're going to look at is in reading the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 through 17 says, "All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work." We have been given God's word and scripture to lead and motivate us in life. It should be part of our daily life. Now, I'm not telling you as we're looking at goals here to say, I'm going to read for two hours a day from the Bible. If you are trying to go from zero to 60, it's not going to happen. So as we're reflecting on this, set realistic goals. Reading more than zero is better than doing nothing. So think about that as we go in. Scripture is something we should try to have as part of our mind, our thoughts, our days, every single day. And it will help us to guide our decisions. In our house, we often think about Scripture and we'll say, how do you show Jesus? If you read the Bible and are starting to get familiar with Scriptures, you will show Jesus. There's various ways you can do that. The YouVersion app is always the best go-to in these technological days. It can send you a verse of the day. If you're going starting at not reading at all, that's a great place to start. You get an email every morning with the verse of the day. Go into YouVersion. Find a Bible reading program that is best for you. I would encourage you, if you're new to reading the Bible, not to say I'm going to read the Bible in a year. You will be like that guy in the gym, and you'll be done with by February because you will eventually hit Leviticus, which is a very challenging book to read through without probably some support or follow or a study guide as well. The, the Bible Project is also a great, a great app to use. It makes videos to help you understand different parts of the Bible. But there's so much available. If you need some help, feel free to email me. My email address for the podcast, which is official now, is in the notes, dadgodsanddonuts at gmail.com. So let's go back to the reading the Bible. Set a goal. Make it realistic. It could be a starting goal. It could be a growing goal. It could be a time goal. It could be a passage goal. It could be a goal that you say, hey, for the first three months, this is where I'm going to go and I'll revisit it in three months. That's fine as well. But make it a goal to go from more than zero to something, from something to more, however you see you are in your stage of life. With this entire podcast, if you want to pause and sit down and just jot down your notes, you can. If you want to listen all the way through and then create your goals at the end, that's fine. I mean, if you want to listen to it multiple times, I would love that. So hopefully you can glean something from here to help you as you're setting your goals. Let's jump into goal number two, prayer. James 5, 13 through 16 says, If anyone among you is anyone among you in trouble, let them pray. 
Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. That is a lot in those four verses. We're going to read more of James as time goes on. It's a very powerful book, especially to think about serving and deeds and faith. And we could spend years on that powerful book, but all of those verses simply say, pray, come to God. Prayer is our direct connection to God. It allows us time to speak, listen, lament, and sit in silence with the creator. It is power. It is not a genie, it is not always going to be answered. Sometimes the best thing prayer does is it allows you to get out what you want to say to God. He's listening to you. He hears what you are saying, but he also knows as a good dad does what is best for us. So sometimes he won't answer our prayers and that's tough. I wish I could tell you why, but all I can say is it's always in his big plan. And the best thing I always feel is when I pray, I feel comforted. It's like when you were a child and you were crying and you just laid on your mom or dad's chest. You felt comforted. That's what prayer is for us. So set yourself a prayer goal. Once again, be realistic. It could be a time of day you're going to set aside to pray. It could be who you pray with. Any of these can be done with your kids. You could say back to the first one, I'm going to read three verses a day with my kids. With this one, it could be that I'm going to pray with my kids before bed every night. I'm going to pray at dinner. It could be that you pray out loud. It could be what you pray about. Any of those are totally your goal. You're the one who wants to grow. So set your specific goal. The third goal is called responsibility of a father. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9 says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. This scripture here is talking about the the commandments that have been given to the, the Hebrew people to teach their families. We as fathers are tasked with teaching our families. We've been given a big responsibility. We have their spiritual upbringing. We are to share God with them. And sometimes sharing God with them doesn't mean that we sit down and we read verse by verse in the Bible. Sometimes sharing God with our children is being there for them. Remember in the last podcast, I quoted my pastor who said, how do you spell love? T-I-M-E. You show God by giving your kids time. God gives us time. Prayer is time he gives us. Use that with your kids. As a family, we are tasked with raising and teaching our children too. So don't ignore it. Say, oh, I'm going to go throw baseball with my daughter, but I'm not going to talk about God. That's all together. And the thing about this is we all come from various backgrounds. Some of us had dads who were there helping us along the way and supporting us. Some of us had absent dads. But we can't use those as excuses for not to step up. There are men around that you can use to help you in that growth as a father. Use them. 
but we also have the ultimate great example of in God of a loving father. So set a goal with how you can be a responsible father. How can you speak into your kids? Maybe it's using some of these goals to read and pray with your kids. Maybe it's simply, I'm going to stand outside 10 minutes a day and I'm going to throw baseball with my kid. Maybe it's I'm going to pause my work to give this time. Maybe it's a bedtime story. Maybe it's making sure that you prioritize going to that soccer game every single week. Time is a way to show God's love to your kids, but time isn't the only way. Eventually, you want to mold all of that and fold it in and make it part of your life. Section four is worship. Romans 12, one through two says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect world. Worship is our time to thank God for all he provides us with. He provides us every minute of every day. We often only worship on Sunday. We should strive to keep our minds in worship mode daily. Think about how do you worship at church, at home, or at work? Is that part of your day? That doesn't mean we stand up and sing hymns as soon as we get out of bed, but it means it's part of our day. Maybe it means you're listening to Christian music. Maybe it means you're you're meditating and thinking about God throughout your actions of the day. Quickly, I just want to focus on how we worship at church. That's a simple goal to start with. Church is once a week on Sundays. You can go other nights at at different churches. But during church, do you sing in worship to God or do you just stand there? If you look around the church, you often see men standing there with their arms crossed, looking out and just watching during the worship time. David stripped off all of his clothes and danced naked in the street to worship God. Now, I'd prefer not to hear stories of any of you singing naked at church, probably would cause some problems. But the point is that singing in church is praising God. We don't praise our favorite sports teams by just staring at the screen. We jump up and down and we scream and we holler and we have joy. We have joy at that moment. We should have that same joy at church. Does that mean you should, you're going to be dancing and jumping and screaming around church? Maybe, maybe not. But the kids will see us, and they will emulate what we do. The key thing to all of this is modeling. It doesn't have to be a big spectacle or a raised hands dance. Just sing. If they see you singing, they'll see the worship you're giving and want to join you. I am a terrible singer, and sometimes my voice sounds so terrible, I lip sync while singing, but the words are coming out of my mouth, whether they're auditory or silent. But that is still worshiping God. So set yourself a goal. Maybe it can be that you're going to focus on having your posture up and your voice out at church. Maybe it's listening to church, to worship music in your car. Whatever it is, make that moment of worship important. Ministry is section 5. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do God's work, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Serving others is a way to serve God. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your hearts as working for the Lord and not for men. It is the Lord you are serving. Jesus told us to share the word with all people, even people who don't believe. We have to strive to live a life that shares his love and have the voice to show his love. That all comes from the the Great Commission at the end of Matthew. Most of us think of ministry as preaching or teaching. It can be, but 
Acts chapter 6, verse 4, the disciples are appointing more men to the ministry of the world. The word ministry in there, when translated from the Greek, is essentially the same as serving tables. So ministry in this word is serving others. Jesus told us to serve and share the gospel. There are so many ways you can serve. You can volunteer at church, a food kitchen, at your kid's school. You could help a neighbor. You could pick up trash. Simple little actions you do are serving God and representing God. Maybe you're called into full-time ministry, but the point is that you don't have to be a preacher or a minister. We are, can, and are called to minister, which is to serve. So set a goal. You could include your kids in this goal. My son, daughter, and I all serve together as greeters at church. Now my daughter serves in the elementary school while my son and I still greet every every other Sunday at the doors to say hello to people as they come to church. Set yourself a goal. It could be as simple as collecting cans for a food shelter and dropping it off. It could be volunteering somewhere. Make your goal what works with you and your family. Section six is a challenging one for men. It's finding community. Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. We are created as social beings. The book of Acts is a great summary and example of how a society of Christ's followers can live together and should love together. We need men of faith in our lives to feed and support us. There are many ways we can get that. One way is provided by most churches, small groups or Sunday schools that you can join at your church. That's the first thing my wife and I look for when we look for a church. Well, second day, a uh, good kids program for our kids, but it's small groups so we can be fed as well. This You might also, another way might be finding someone with wisdom to speak with, just another man of faith to talk to. The goal really is to find someone with a faith foundation, which is the biggest part of finding someone that can feed into us. So I'm a big proponent of small groups. If you find one, I have one. That's how this podcast started with a small group called Dad, Gods, and Donuts, where we eat, fellowship, pray, and study together. You only get out of the time what you are willing to give. So set yourself a goal. Will it be to join a small group? Will it be just to find someone to to discuss with? So as we close, I want you to remember, growing is a process. You're growing a relationship with Christ, with your kids, with your kids and Christ. It's not built in five minutes or 15 to 20 minutes like this podcast or 15 years. It's a growing process and you need to work on it. It's like a plant. A plant needs to be fed, cared for, and nurtured. But if it isn't given the correct food or nurture, it will die or it can get into poor health and be nursed back. So with that, remember, we are going to make mistakes. And plants... If we catch when we make mistakes, can be nursed back to health just like our relationships do when we make mistakes. So as you're looking at these goals, first, make sure you write that positive comment on back. Set that foundation. You are an amazing dad. You are an awesome father. Keep it up. I want to close with you by thinking about we always dwell on the mistakes we make. When... Thomas Wayne is talking to Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins. He says, and why do we fall down, Bruce? So we can learn to pick ourselves up. We will fall down. We will make mistakes. Let's learn from them. And let's be amazing, amazing dads that God created us to be this year. 
Let's close with prayer. Dear God, help us to just take a moment to set and focus on these goals. Help us to make this the greatest year, the greatest growth year we can as dads. We have such precious, precious children in our lives that we want to feed into. And we cannot do that without your power supporting us. But we also got to listen. Open our minds, hearts, ears, and hearts souls to what you are saying, to follow your example, to read your word, to pray, to pick up our responsibilities and follow them, and to worship you, to lead in ministry, and to find that community we need to be the strongest men, Christians, and dads we can be. We make these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed the goal setting of the year sorry this one was a smidge longer than the other podcasts i promise the rest of them will be shorter they won't be a workshop through event but take a moment sit down look at them if you have any questions feel free to email me hit me up on the facebook page but let's make this the best year we can as dads talk to you soon god bless you